Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host Simon Fink and welcome to episode 243. We've got such a special episode today. We originally spoke to Pale Waves back in April of 2021 when their second record Who Am I came out. They're now finally touring Australia in support of their third record Unwanted and front woman and lovely human being Heather Baron Gracie returned to the pod for a chat. Before we go any further, please go and subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. Make sure you're across all of our socials as well, which can be found within the show notes of the episode, and give them a follow. We announced yesterday that the second episode of our YouTube series is coming out this week, featuring none other than the incredible queer pop band Moona. We went record shopping with them while they were in town. It's a very fun episode, so please make sure you subscribe to all of our channels to keep up to date. As mentioned before, our guest today is the incredible frontwoman for UK pop-punk band Pale Waves. It is Heather Baron Gracie. The band released their third studio record, Unwanted, last August to critical acclaim, and the record sees the band continue to build on their pop-punk sonics while adding other textures into the mix as well. It's definitely an album for fans of mid-2000s Avril as well, uh, which I am, <laughs> uh, which we also discuss with Heather. She was kind enough to make some time for us on a Sunday afternoon after the band's soundcheck to have a chat about the record. In today's episode, we talk about the songwriting process within the band and how that exactly works. We're talking about the personal nature of some of the songs on this record, Unwanted, and why this album might be a little bit more darker than the the previous work from the band. Heather and I discuss whether she can write on the road and there is some news in terms of a potential fourth record and what it has in store for fans. It's very exciting. We also talk about her tour experiences and uh, and how she's found Adelaide so far because that is where we spoke to her <laughs> when we were having this chat. The remaining tour dates for their Australian tour can be found within the show notes along with their social media links and where you can listen to the record. And we also want to say a massive thank you to Rachel from Dirty Hit for her help with this episode. Here is our chat with Heather Baron Gracie from Pale Waves. Welcome back to This Song Is Yours, uh, Heather Baron Gracie. Welcome to Australia. Thank you. Thank you for having us. No, my absolute pleasure. Um, I know, as you and I were just discussing a second ago, that this is the first show, but you have played already in Australia as of yesterday. I think it was the Super Fun Day in Yeah, Brisbane. a Super Fun Day in Brisbane. Mm. Very, very hot. 
not as hot. Uh, sorry, not used to the hot weather when playing gigs. Oh gosh, no. We did a tour in summer with Five Seconds of Summer. <laughs> How funny! <laughs> <laughs> and um, that was across America, and we went to places like Texas and stuff. And the heat was just unbearable there. But I think yesterday was probably the worst. Do you find that it's a lot more difficult to play when you're kind of trying to battle that? A hundred percent. I think so anyway, because I feel like it's already physically so much, like singing and, you know, entertaining and running back and forth on stage that when you like add that heat and humidity, it's almost like you can't breathe enough. That's what I struggle with. But I like the sweatiness of it. It's rock and roll. It it is rock and roll. Mm. Yes, it's true. Maybe I'm just whining too much. No, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. As you mentioned as well, you've you've come off like just flying into Australia, so there's jet lag yeah. involved as well. I can appreciate that it's probably a lot all at once. Yeah, it always is when we come to Australia, just because it's so far away. So I feel like you know we just really have to push through because we always want to put <laughs> on the best performance. Mm-hmm. But when you've been up like since, I mean, we were up since six a.m. this morning and we flew here already. It's like, wow, when you go on stage at like 9.30, you're just so like, what's going on? My body's so confused. <laughs> um, have you had a chance to rest at all today? Are you guys sleeping at all? Or is it just adrenaline that's kind of getting through so far? And adrenaline beverages. And yeah, that's actually a herbal tea. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm really yeah. not that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the rest of my band will be on, you know, a lot of exciting beverages. But for me, it's just herbal tea. I'm quite calm. Look, there's nothing wrong with that either. I've got a, a nice water here, so... Look, oh, yeah, there we go. Staying hydrated. Um, you are here in support of the brand-new Pale Waves record, Unwanted. came out in August last year. First thing, congratulations on the record. Thank you. How, Thank are you, you. Um, how are you feeling? It has been, where are we, six months now since it's come out? Yeah, I feel like it was received so well and our fans seem to love it so much and they seem to really appreciate and enjoy kind of hearing that more alternative sound of ours and I feel like it makes for a better show as well because those songs are just so fun to play live it's just like everything's turned up to volume 10 and everyone including us in the room are just having so much fun with it so I feel like yeah it's it's done what I expected it to do that's of course it feels like you're almost kind of um celebrating or promoting two records at once because I think the last time you and I spoke it was over Zoom it was Mm. 2021 I think around April just before oh no sorry just after Who Am I came out do you feel like you're promoting two records at once or having to cram everything into this kind of experience this time like the set list tonight it's very much a combination of all three albums because we don't usually come to Australia because it's just so far. We love Australia and we wish we would be able to come more, but it is very far. So, yeah, I feel like everyone who's coming to these shows, I imagine they want to hear a mix of all the albums. So we've kind of just, like, spread the set list out evenly. Mm-hmm. Look, I know that there's a lot of fans very excited for tonight and for the rest of this tour. Um, I know you've only got a week in Australia. Before we dive into the album, have you got much planned for your time here other than the shows or is it kind of 
in and out? No, well, I'm staying two extra days in Sydney. Very nice. Doing all the touristy stuff. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when we fly so long, like I did this with Japan as well, it's such a long flight that I don't just want to get on a flight back. Mm-hmm. And so I want to like extend my trips always. Um, but yesterday, not yesterday, sorry, the day before that, when we flew in, because we landed at 5 a.m., I went and held a koala bear. How was that? It was an amazing experience. <laughs> I wanted to take it home. Honestly, I, I felt like I was the mother and it was the baby. It was so sweet, so, so sweet. I just wanted to hold it all day, but it was surprisingly quite heavy. Deceptively heavy, right? Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, I hope I can hold it mm. long enough. And then I fed some kangaroos, and that was really cool. And they were really hungry, like just quite forceful, really. Yes, yeah, they'll do anything. <laughs> they'll do anything. I for know. That, food. that was really cool, though. <laughs> was that the first time that um, that you've had the opportunity to, to kind of meet the, the wildlife? When was it? No, so when we came here the first time, we did go to like a zoo, mm-hmm. a sanctuary kind of thing, but I never held any of the animals yeah. or like interacted with them. So it was really fun to do that. That's incredible. I love that. I really felt like I was in Australia. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Yes, honorary yeah. Australian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to, if uh, yeah, allow to talk about this new record because it is an incredible record. Um, I feel like it adds to the incredible discography that Pale Waves already has. And um, as you mentioned before, I think it has resonated with fans in a really incredible way. I feel like it kind of built on who am I and, and has added... Um, some different sonic textures while still remaining very power wave sound. Mm. How quickly, with the pandemic going on, did you guys decide we're going to write another record after putting out Who Am I? It's pretty fast, actually, because we figured we can't go on tour right now, so we might as well utilise this time and just get back in the studio and just prepare for a new album instead of just sitting about... And we were still bored. We wanted to do something. <laughs> so it was kind of like the perfect opportunity to just make music. And I, it, it kind of helped us in a way, though, too, you know, being able to just be in the studio with each other and just create something fresh and something fun. And I'm really glad that we did that because we kind of got that out of the way. And then as soon as we were able to, we could go back on tour again. <laughs> was there much discussion of what the new record, after you've just released one, is there much discussion on what you want to do differently, what you want to add to to a new record, or is it just kind of found as you go along in that process? I think we did kind of discuss it. We knew the kind of direction we wanted to go in, and that was, you know, more alternative. And I think that was purely from the fact that we were so deprived from being on stage that we didn't really want to write kind of like slow acoustic songs or anything like that. We knew that's not the direction that we wanted to go in. And so I think that really just kind of pushed us to write these kind of like fast, drive-driven songs. 100%. Even the, um, what is it? I think it's the third track in The Hard Way. Even that has an mm. acoustically yeah, exactly. kind of builds. driven song. Builds and then explodes, which yeah. is incredible. Exactly, yeah. Um, if comfortable talking about it, I of know course, that that yeah. song... Uh, it does have a bit of a personal mm. um, catalyst to it, I guess, if you yeah. will, in that it was inspired um, by a friend's passing. Um, how do you approach writing something that has such a deep and kind of personal meaning to that? And then, I guess, 
actually I'll ask that first and then I'll ask the second half in a second, yeah. Yeah, it is really difficult because it's not only my story, but I feel like it was their story even more. It was their story and it's more the pressure of like getting it right and doing it justice and I felt like that was a big weight on me to do that and to do it right. So I would say, yeah, that was probably the hardest song to write. Emotionally, yes, but also I felt like I had a responsibility to do it well. So I feel like I had to constantly keep going back to it and looking it over again, thinking, oh, can I make this better or does this really explain how I'm truly feeling? And I would say, yeah, that that song has the most thought that has gone into any song unwanted. Mm -hmm. With the the sonics of it, is there much, again, because it is so personal, I imagine that it's almost like a, not that you don't want to share it with the other band members, but you want to make sure that it is perfectly crafted and put out the way that you wanted. Yeah. What's the discussion like when you're... Because it does, it builds and then it just explodes. Was that also from yourself telling the the band how you wanted it to sonically kind of appear or was that put in, kind of come from later? To be honest, that song was wrote with just me and um, my other friend who's a writer and because I felt like it was such a personal song that it was hard for me to, you know, really let anyone in because I feel like it was such an experience that I couldn't really explain to anyone else. So they kind of, the band just knew that and they kind of just gave me that space and understood that that's what I needed. And then they loved it. So <laughs> they were happy with it. That's awesome. I love that. But, you know, like any time I'm always like, do you want to change anything? Or do you think anything could be different? And... Um, they just felt like it was just already what it was meant to be. 100%. Is that, I guess, obviously with each song, it's always going to be different, but is mm-hmm. it usually yourself bringing the songs in some kind of form to the yeah. band and then fleshing it out? Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, just because that's just the way it's always worked. We've tried other ways. We've tried every <laughs> single way you can imagine, like getting in a room and just all of us just playing whatever and... It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It just we're just not that kind of band. Um, so yeah, the majority of the time, I'll either bring a full song, either done, finished, or I'll bring like a song really stripped back on my acoustic, and then we'll speak about it. Or me and Kira will think of something together. So it really varies, but yeah, it all kind of stems from my head and my stories and everything. Yeah. And I think they really truly want that as well Mm -hmm. I think that there's obviously a level of trust that they have in you as a songwriter and a band member that you're going to exactly yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. definitely Um, with this new record I think yeah when we spoke previously you had kind of um, recorded half of Who Am I in a studio together and then half remotely yeah this time around I imagine the and please correct me if I'm wrong, but you're able to finally be back in the studio together and record together. Well, no, we actually <laughs> didn't. It was kind of like a bit of a mashup as well because COVID was still going on mm-hmm. with Unwanted. Of course, yeah. Like it was still, <laughs> um, 
I think I was recording Unwanted when I was just getting the first boosters and the jabs and all that. And so, yeah, when we, I started, because I was in LA and Kira was in LA, mm -hmm. but the boys were in the UK and they wanted to stay in the UK. But I like going to LA to write and to just like get into the album kind of zone because I feel like a lot of people that I enjoy creating with are over there. And I have family over there as well, and it's just kind of nice to go back and forth. So the borders were shut, and we just made it in. And then that's why it was kind of a bit of a mashup again. But this <laughs> next album, I, I am determined to have every single one in the room, because mm -hmm. that's what I want. You know, I want the whole band there, and that's when I feel like we're in our element. Look, we look forward to that record. So no more yeah. pandemics. The best not be anything right now. Touch wood. Yeah, we're touch not wood. See any form of future <laughs> pandemic. Um, with these songs, and I know that we've spoken previously, that I guess the, the platform that you have in terms of um, both lyrically speaking very honestly about your feelings and um, and. We'd also previously spoken about the, I guess, the power that you have as someone from the queer community and, mm -hmm. and how you write. Yeah. Um, with these songs this time around, is there a song that you're most proud of on this record that kind of, obviously, they're all your babies, but yeah. <laughs> one that is possibly the favourite or that you kind of have the, the, the most connection with, if you will? I would say the hard way in general. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. That I feel like I'm the most proud of. But in terms of the queer community, obviously clean, I mean, this album was more so channeling feelings of anger, um, neglect, you know, jealousy, a lot of the darker sort of like feelings in life. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there definitely was, you know, queer moments in there and, you know, discussing my sexuality, but there wasn't enough looking back, I feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that was just because, I don't know, you, you always reflect on what you've done. And so this next album, I'm making it the ultimate gay album. Fantastic. Very, it's going to be very, very queer. The most queer sort of piece of work we've ever put out there. And because mm -hmm. I feel like we've really, truly not embraced that fully enough yet. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how I feel. 
you know, we have, like, She's My Religion. But those are always the moments that stand out to me live. And I feel like that's what our fans want. They want me to, you know, represent them. Because that's what everyone always wants. They want, you know, I want someone that's going to represent me and that I connect with. And so I feel like that's what truly connects with our fans the most. So I, I need to give more of that. And it's quite intimidating, and it took me a while to get there, but I feel like now I'm really comfortable with my sexuality and myself that I'm able to do that. Mm -hmm. I find that really interesting, only because previously, as mentioned, um, She's My Religion, I feel that uh, Power Waves were quite a bit of a, um, I want to say, like, groundbreaker in terms of... Yeah, not representation in terms of that larger work, but as you mentioned... uh, um, uh, being represented and having someone who is able to um, <laughs> um, v- vocalise an experience yeah. for someone. No, I definitely think we we do do that. Mm-hmm. I just want way more. Yeah. I just feel like we haven't given enough yet. Mm-hmm. Well, look, that is very exciting. I'm looking forward to this fourth record. Are, are you someone who can write while on the road? Yeah, I mm-hmm. am, but it's more so like me, just me on my acoustic. Mm-hmm. It's hard, it's difficult because it's just chaotic and there's people around all the time. Um, but I'm kind of learning to do so, but it's a much slower process. But I've already got a few songs. That's very exciting. Oh, yeah. Any chance that Australian audiences, while you're on this tour at the moment, um, going to see any live debuts or teasers or... Oh, God, they're not, no. they're not that. <laughs> they're not that No, no, this is just demos <laughs> that I've sent to the rest of the band. Mm-hmm. I would love that. That would be really fun. There's still some dates left. I'm oh! just going to put that out there. But... <laughs> I'll get them back up in soundcheck in a minute, <laughs> learning the parts. I think that um, the fact that you are back in Australia is very exciting. I think... Um, the previous tour was in 2018 and I know obviously Australia is a very long way away and, and we, we know that as well so we're very appreciative when um, artists do come and tour here obviously it's only been yesterday that you've been able to experience the, the crowd yeah. this time around what was the reaction other than hot what was the reaction <laughs> like from, from um, the crowd there it was really good like for a festival mm-hmm. and we've never played Brisbane before ever so I really didn't know what to expect to be honest I didn't expect anyone to know Pale Waves there but there was quite a lot of people that did know us and there was a big sign that said I flew all the way from Canada for Pale Waves and I was like wow that's amazing that's dedication I admire that truly so it was actually really fun and we met um, a lot of people afterwards and that was really cute and I'm just excited for tonight do you, have you seen much of Adelaide while you're here? We are in Adelaide. I should have mentioned that at the start of the podcast, but have you seen much of the city? Or yeah, I went to of... the museum, actually. Oh, what did you think? Um, it was really interesting. There's a lot of history on Australia and a lot of things that I didn't know, but I guess that's what museums are for. <laughs> and then I walked around, I'm guessing, the city centre, and I went to this amazing pizza place. Uh, I'm trying to remember their name, but it's gone right out of Sally's or something. Sunny's? No, not Sunny's. No. It sounded very Italian. Oh, I'm not certain of. Anyway, no. it was amazing. Mm-hmm. If I remember the name, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later. <laughs> and then I went to a chocolate place, what you guys are known for or something. Hags? Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah. Thoughts? And 
really good. I got a hazelnut. I love hazelnut. Mm-hmm. Um, little chocolate and then some other chocolates. And very good. Lovely. A lot better than American chocolate. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm not a fan of American chocolate at all. Sorry for any Americans are listening to this, but you don't have good chocolate or cheese or bread. Ooh, I could go that's, on. But yeah, that's a... You have a lot of positives, though, but that's... not not chocolate. <laughs> we we don't have much. Is this the first time in Adelaide? Yes, first time ever, yeah. Interesting. It is. Um, we are obviously a bit of a smaller town, but we do have um, Sia is from Adelaide oh, originally. Really? Yeah, we've got that going for us, but she left as well, so it's... <laughs> Really she bailed. Yeah, she left. <laughs> uh, um, I'd love to know as well, I guess, in terms of not uh, just the hard way. Um, no, you mentioned Clean before. That was the other track yeah. that kind of stood out on the record um, to me. In the press, it's been spoken about a lot with yourself, so I don't want to keep um, fucking a dead horse, is the sonics of the band and the album. I know that... Um, uh, the the wonderful Avril Lavigne is always referenced. Yeah, she is. She's a queen. Absolute um, queen. I'm not so, uh, I'm not certain if it was the band's music before, but I heard Michelle Branch being played in a different room. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Michelle Branch so much. Fant- uh, what is it? Called? What is that album called? The yeah, the the goodbye the room or yes, the something room with or, the blue yes, front cover. Yeah, that's the one. Yes, um, I guess. Uh, Sonics wise or influences wise what was going other than uh, Queen Avril what was going through I guess uh, the the band's headspace while while creating this record I think it was a lot of records that we grew up listening to like Blink 182 um, Good Charlotte fun fact we were at we recorded at the studio that they own so they would come in to the studio and like just sit down and and give me these like long, deep conversations <laughs> about like just being an artist and life. And wow, truly amazing! Like such mellow, down to earth guys. I've heard that about the um, uh, very my God, very cool. John and Benji. Yeah. Yeah. Very very cool. So that was awesome. But yeah, a lot of just records that we grew up listening to. That kind of like alternative pop punk world. Mm-hmm. With, I guess, having that kind of, I guess, even them floating around, is there, I might just be fishing for, or creating rumours here myself, maybe I'm not fishing for information, collaborations with people from those worlds. So I feel like Power Waves is, is doing very well to the point where a number of artists know your work and, and what's going yeah. on. Has, has there been discussions of getting... Well, I really want, because we've not had a lot of collabs, but I really want a lot on this next record. And I would love it if it would just all be, like, queer artists. Like, um, Moona, Fletcher. That would be so fun. Um, so, who knows, you know, if it's the right song and they like it, then, you know, we've got ourselves a collab. It's very interesting you say that. Um, we only two, I think two days ago, um, sat down and had a chat with Moona and spoke oh, about the, collaboration. The great people, aren't they? Lovely, lovely, lovely people. Um, and and they said a similar thing in terms of like almost having like a, an album just full of that showcases the incredible yeah. work of queer artists. Um, and now I'm wondering because everyone's being very coy whether there is any possible 
collaboration between yourselves or I'm just I'm still fishing well, I'm hoping <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping I'm gonna reach out at some point mm-hmm. when I've got the song that I feel like they would like mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna reach out I think they're great with, with that in mind do you then try and songwrite outside of the usual power wave structure if that makes sense instead of I feel like us and Moona aren't that drastically different there's a lot of you know similarities mm. and I feel like we have a crossover between fans um so I feel like maybe they're more of like that kind of our first album kind of music, you know, because they're quite like 80s, they love the synths and stuff, but of course. it's quite similar, yeah. you know, in terms of our sonic style, I feel. It's not too far off each other. I had a bit of a mental blank and forgot that the first record is, yeah, somewhat more, I guess, electro-based yeah. and, and could fit in quite well with... Definitely. Um, with a Moona record. Yeah. Incredible. I love Moona. I'm a fan. <laughs> Look, both on the same page in, in that regard. Um, you are here in Australia for another week. What does the rest of 2023 look like for Pale Waves and for yourself, Heather? So it's getting the fourth album together, mm-hmm. you know, even if that's just wrote, even it doesn't have to be recorded yet. Actually, no, I lied. It does, it does have to be recorded this year. So when I go back home, finish the album in terms of writing, hopefully this is what I'm planning. And then we've got a bunch of festivals back in the UK and then we go into recording the album. That's very exciting. What, um, what festivals have you got lined up while you're... Um, we're playing at Glastonbury... Oh, God, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's terrible. I don't even know where I am tomorrow. I have to look at my phone in the calendar and I'm like, oh, there we are. I keep having this blank, like, shit, what country am I in? When I'm walking around here today, you honestly just forget when you tour so much. Where was it? I was listening to a, um, in preparation for today, listening to some, I think, some previous interviews and and media that you'd done. Yeah. Um, And I know that pre-pandemic, I think it was... yourself and the band almost did four years straight of touring. Oh, yeah, that was exhausting, though. Tried to find, well, like, the, the pandemic, although terrible, that's put that aside, is that it provided a bit of a break and, a, yeah. I guess, a balance for yourself. Oh, my God, yeah. Have you been able to um, find, I guess, the right way to balance touring now and that, I guess, making it a little bit easier for yourself? Yeah, 100%. I feel like I needed to live a normal life to be able to come back into this touring environment and do it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I wasn't... Well, at the end of it especially, I wasn't doing it healthy at all. And whereas now, I'm completely sober. And I get up at a normal time. You know, sometimes I'll do yoga or I'll take myself out in the city. I'll go to the gym and, you know, I come here, I do sound check, go on stage, and then I come down and just kind of... It's really boring, actually. It's not. I, <laughs> no, I'm not a rock star at all. Self you know? care is very important. Exactly. Then yeah. I like. I take my makeup off. I do my face routine. <laughs> you know, sometimes I do meditation. I drink my green tea. I, I still try and join in with the parties, you know. But I feel like I really needed to give myself a break because my body was just not having any of it anymore, and I was looking worse for wear. Whereas now, you know, I've got my shit a bit more together. I'm very glad to hear that. <laughs> Me <Anna>. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually, Heather, we would ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to. While you're on the road, is there anything at the moment that's currently just on high rotation for yourself? Yes, um, Kelsey Ballerina. 
Bal- is it ballerina? Ballerini? Ballerini. Chelsea. The country. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, she just released an EP, and it is so good. There's one song on there called Penthouse, and it's mm-hmm. just incredible. It's about her divorce, and it's just so honest and so vulnerable, and it's just captivating. I can't stop listening to it. I think I have an addiction to that EP. <laughs> I know you mentioned before, um, very quickly, because I know we will wrap things up in a second, but you mentioned that all the songs kind of stem or start from an acoustic guitar. Yep. And um, with the mentioning Kelsey now, is it anything you'd ever look at maybe going down a more, maybe it might be a solo project thing, but uh, a more country-esque or...? Well, I would love that, genuinely love that, because that is what I, at heart, adore the most like if you look at my itunes it's just all like either really acoustic sad music or country music that's all i listen to really um with with partly you know like the alternative records that i love like hole and stuff mm-hmm. and liz fair that 90s kind of era but that's where i really kind of thrive i feel so i would love to but i don't think it's right for pale waves look very fair maybe yeah. we'll see something in the future who knows yeah maybe I'll do like a little side project where I can just because I, I have a lot of songs but they're just not right for Pale Wives yeah no and so yeah I, maybe sometime in the future that's very exciting I'll yeah. take that piece of information that's yeah, fantastic <laughs> um, Heather thank you so much oh, for coming on to the podcast and um, congrats on the new Pale Waves album thank you very much When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.